Hello ladies and gents, it's the Baggies Broadcast, Season 3, Episode 35. My name is Luke Hatfield. As ever, I am joined by the one, the only, the West Brom correspondent we all know, we all love, Mr Joe Massey. Joe, how are you doing? I'm very well. You're very upbeat today. Uh, yeah, we were talking off air, Justin. I was, I was, we, were, we were having a little bit of banter left, right and centre, weren't we? We were enjoying that. Oh, has that put you in good spirits? Yeah, it has. Just speaking to you puts me in a great mood, mate. Oh, I love that, I love that, I love that. Yeah, we were... Um... I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. I'm very, um, well, I'm good. we're going to get into it all, aren't we? But um, very, very, um, very pleased by last night. I know I know people are disappointed and Albany didn't beat Fulham last night. Um, then he got a draw, but I think it puts us in a great, great position. Um, I really, really do. So I have to admit, I've been, been, been very happy since last night, really. I'm hugely excited. It's ridiculous. I'm hugely excited about this Preston-Brentford game. Um, Oh, we're all Preston, in, aren't we? We're all Preston, which kicks off in two and a half hours. Not ideal if you listen to this podcast, but you know, obviously at the time of recording, we don't know that result. But um, do you know what? Like, I know it's grueling. I know it's been. I know the players are really being put through it. Albion, especially five games in thirteen days, it is absolutely mental. But I got to be honest, mate, I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> uh, it definitely is, you know, thick and fast, isn't it? Um, it's funny because I was I was doing the, the Albion watch along yesterday. Um, and then, and someone asked me, he said, "Oh, you know, do you enjoy working from home?" And I was like, "You know what? I enjoy it. Yeah, I really do. Like, I get to, I save money. I don't have to make, you know, journeys left, right, and centre." And then they're like, "But do you miss like anyone at the office?" I was like, "I miss Joe. I miss Joe." Ah, did you say that? Yeah, I, mean, I said that. You can watch it back. I don't know if you've watched back one of the watch-alongs, have you yet? No, I haven't yet. Sorry. That's no, all right, mate. Don't worry. It's just I it's literally just to. the ramblings of a madman sitting down <laughs> in his his office and watching a game. I will. I do honestly keep meaning to. I'm, I'm fa- I want it, to be honest. I want to watch you and Nathan. I haven't seen either of you. I'm um, doing your watch longs, um, but I can I, I can imagine. So I'll we'll get a bit of time later. I'm trying to put plans together in case you know there's a game where you know Alvin if they if they get a certain number of points, which you know could well happen. You know ends up ends up sealing promotion there and then. I've got to make plans for that. Um, so it should be a it should be a little bit interesting that one. Um, I tell you what, doing a podcast on a on a Wednesday is a bit strange for us, isn't it? You don't work Mondays anymore, do you? No, I just, I just sack them off. Just sack them off, mate. Just do not bother. Just do not show for work on Mondays, Luke Hatfield. Admittedly, I did tell you, and I was you did for the record. <laughs> I shamed you after weeks and weeks of not telling me. You did actually make the effort to tell me. Yeah, you are making real progress. And for the record, I did say I would, I would actually work despite not actually being down to work that day. I've got to give you that. I've got to give you that. Yeah, you messaged me saying I'm off Monday. Which first I had to give you credit just for getting in touch because you don't normally. And then you did say, even though it was your day, I think the message you put was you love Albion so much, you're gonna do a podcast anyway. Incorrect. Um it's true, it's the truth. Though, no, 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 no. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this up on WhatsApp right now. It was on WhatsApp, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was on Slack. Was on Move Slack. on. At the end of the day, on your day off, you want to do an Albion podcast. That's all we need to know. That's where this conversation begins and ends. No, 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 no. That's, no, no. that's all anyone needs to know. No, I'm gonna find it. Here we go, here we go. 3.33pm on Friday, July 10th. Oh, heads up, I'm off on Monday, says Luke. You're actually going to read out our, our private conversation? Yeah, yeah, but it's, 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 there's nothing in here that, that we don't need to worry about. 4.20pm, so 50 minutes later, by the way, Joe Massey gets back to me. It's hard when, you, it's hard when you, it's busy working, mate, but go on. You can't be, mate. Fulham Tuesday promotion Friday. <laughs> you never know, could be true, could be true. <laughs> 4.23pm, three minutes later. See, I'm a quick replier, I am. You know what? I'll just record Potty anyways. 
F it, I said, F it. Not working, but we'll just do that because I care. Joe Massey replies three minutes later, so he's caught up now. Because you love the baggies, question mark. Are you sure? You don't have to do that. And I said, no, because I care about keeping you happy. Oh. And I love my job, not the baggies. I do love Villa, though. <laughs> don't remember those last messages, mate. I think you've just thrown them in there at the end. No, no, no. It's, it's on the Slack server. If you check, if you look it up, it's there. Um, but yeah, I was going to do it anyway. But Wednesday, Wednesday recording is, uh, is look, fine. No, can't see it, mate. Can't see it. Can't see it. Just looking now, I can't see that. Lies. But um, yeah, Wednesday recording's okay. I mean... Wednesday recording's all right, isn't it? Shall we get on yeah, to it? Yeah, it's my decision. It was my decision when it to move it to Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, you said Wednesday. I said, I, I mean, I was happy to do Monday, but you, you contacted me on Monday. It was a Monday, too and big a turnaround. Things were, things, were, things were stacking up for you, weren't they? Yeah, and I just felt Fulham, it was just too big a turn, just a too short a turnaround, really, between the podcast and um, Fulham. Obviously, that was such a big game. I think we needed to get into that today, really. Mm. Um, yeah, ahead of this. Yeah. Huge game against Huddersfield. Yeah, that's right. Let's get to it then, shall we? Because this is it, Joe. This is it. Two games now for Albion to see your promotion. A uh, little over a week's time. We're going to know if Albion are Premier League. Yeah, it'll be a week today, won't it? Yeah. Ad- um, admittedly, an even kickoff, but we won't know exactly this time next week. But um, Yeah, it's weird that it's going to end on a Wednesday. Um, uh, very, very strange. But... Yeah, we. I mean, I can't. I can't. I mean, we only did our video like. I mean, less than. God, it wasn't that long ago now. Twelve hours ago or whatever. Um, so I can't really say much different to what I said on the video. But the Fulham game, I think for me, it was all. Fulham was always a must not lose rather than a must win. I know a lot of people did feel it was a must win, but I think anyone who said that really now looking at it realizes that it was. It was never a must win. It, it was always a must not lose. Mm. Um, and I just think it was so, so important for, well, of course it was, just for Albion to keep their fate, keep their destiny in their own hands. And they've done that. And you don't want to be, look, they wanted to win the game. They wanted to win the game last night. Of course they wanted to win the game. If you look at it on the balance of play, I think a draw was probably a fair result. Um, but you'd have to say Albion had the better-ish chances, particularly in the second half. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Dean Garner one is the big one. Um Shemir Jai has gone close, really. Had a couple of headers from corners, but Dean Garner is the clear sort of guilt edge goal scoring opportunity um, of the game, really. Um, and Rodak did really well, sticking out a boot and, and, and turning it wide. But look, football is never ever straightforward, and every 90 minutes is different, and every 90 minutes can come back and bite you in some way, shape, or form, pretty much to how that Blackburn game did. Um, when was that now? Last weekend, when, on Saturday, when you think f- for 60, 65 minutes, Albion absolutely bossed that game. Mm. Um, and they, but they were only 1-0 up. And, the, and then Blackburn managed to score. And then from that point, it was a bit of a frenzy. But with the, with the quality Fulham have got, there was always a chance that they could hurt Albion last night. Um, always a chance they could hurt them. And in Mitrovic, they got a striker who scored 32 goals this season for club and country we know how good Anthony Knockart is we know how good even Cavalero can be we've got really good players for them um, and it's it's a game that you can lose any game in the championship but you can certainly get beaten by Fulham mm. um, so I just think getting through it was absolutely massive um, that's not to say I think Albion are a better side than Fulham I, I do they 
could have easily won the game themselves. Of course they could have. Um, but it was a little bit for me about self-preservation last night. And while the win would have been fantastic, I think they are in a cracking position. They are in a cracking position um, going into two games. Two very winnable games um, against one team who is struggling at the, foot of the, t- at the wrong end of the table and against another team who, let's be honest, their season's well and truly over. Mm. Um, so I think there's, there's pressure on them, of course there is, but I think you've got to be optimistic going into these two games that Albion can go on and get the job done. Yeah, because if you'd have a, if you'd offered any Albion fan start of the season and said, look, you know, you're gonna have a point advantage over third place with two games remaining, and those two teams, neither of them are gonna be above what 14th or something, 15th, 16th QPR, you'd take that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think you'd have to. You'd have to. Um, and look, that can Brentford keep going? That is, I, I, hand on heart, I, I, I really don't think they can. I, look, I could be proved wrong. I could be proved wrong, and they could win ten games. They could do what Villa did last season. Um, they, at the end of the day, they've won seven already. They can obviously win. Th- they can obviously win three on the bounce. But I just. It's such a monumental ask to win 10 games. And there's just a part of me that I, I truly believe Albion are going to beat Huddersfield and they're going to beat QPR. Mm. I really believe in them. I really back them to do it. But I, there is a part of me that really, really believes Brentford aren't going to win all these games. Um, and if that is the case, then the draw against Fulham's an even better result. Um, because, I mean, if, 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 I mean, look, we're talking hours before the game's about to take place, but if Preston can hold Brentford to a draw, then Albion need four points from two games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will need four points from two games if Brentford were to draw any of their other games. They've got Stoke, which is not easy. Um, I think the other game's Barnsley. You, I mean, you'd expect them to win that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Albion are in a really healthy position. Um, and it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out it really really is I just I, 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 I genuinely believe in Albion and I genuinely believe that I, that Brentford will not necessarily lose the game but will drop points somewhere um, so hopefully that could make things a little bit easier okay so let's, let's talk the permutations Joe you kind of mentioned them there if Brentford win it's one point the gap uh, so obviously Albion Basically, need to go on and what get seven points? Is it or, or win both their games? You do well to get seven points, mate. But yeah, 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 seven points from two games. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, if they draw, I'll be only four points. If they lose, I tell you what, that would be bloody brilliant. <laughs> uh, a single winner do it. Um, and you've got to remember as well that you know Brentford. They have been on a fantastic run. But all the teams they're playing still have something to play for. You know, Preston, you know, they're, they're going to want to win all these games to try and force their way into the playoffs. You know, you've got Stoku, I mean, admittedly, for a four-point gap between well, them and the bottom three. And, and, you know, they don't look like going down. Um, but still not safe yet. And then you've got obviously got Barnsley, who are bottom and, and desperately need points to try and get out of this. By the way... The whole Wigan game yesterday, dearie me. 
Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, what can you say about that, really? I mean, but, I mean, it, it was crazy, but I mean, we were in the press box as it was going on and everyone was shouting out the goals. I mean, it was just absolutely relentless. Um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right, everyone's got something to play for. Preston's the one for me um, today. Um, I don't want to keep harping on about it when we are just so close to the game. But mm. look, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not they're nothing special, Preston, in terms of what they got going forward. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Mbueno, Ollie Watkins, and Ben Rahm are absolutely walking their team. Um, but they're dogged. They're organised. They've been around the playoffs all season. They fight for Alex Neal. They're very good defensively. They can definitely cause an upset. Um, Today, Stoke got the most expensively assembled squad in the division. So I think that's right still, which is just a joke. So they've got threats. And sit 18th. And sit 18th. Um, and Barnsley gave Albion two very, very good games this season. And I think their recruitment is actually very good. I think they're a couple of years away from being a very good, like a half-decent championship side. They've got, they, they need to sort of develop, really. Mm. Um, so... They're tough games for Brentford. Look, they're going to be tough games for Albion. They're going to be. Huddersfield are fighting for their lives. Um, when teams are down there, they can pull off these shock results. We see it every single year. Danny Cowley's gone in there with his brother, of course, and he's a bit of a set-piece king. Um, they are very, very inventive, imaginative with set-pieces. They come up with different ideas all the time. I don't know if you can remember... Um, England, when they were sort of, can you remember at corners, England were, were lining up? Can you remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember it. It was very much uh, similar to like a basketball play. They were screening for each other, weren't they? You know, blocking other players off and all sorts. Yeah, so like literally in a single file line. The love train. The love train. So that's that. Gareth Southgate stole that from Danny Cowley. He, he wouldn't have any qualms telling you that. Like, it was Danny Cowley's idea. They come up with very, very, very inventive set piece ideas. Um, and Albion have looked ropey at set pieces when defending set pieces um, in the last couple of outings. So Huddersfield's going to be tough. Um, QPR, players like Bright, Asai, Samuel, he's an Albion target at the end of the day. He's a good player. Mm. Um, but surely they'll have enough. Surely they'll have enough to win those games. Yeah, and it's... it's I mean, uh, there's there's worry amongst the fans, and they're always always going to be, you know, when when you're in a situation like this. But you got to remember, Albion are playing well as well. It's not like they're playing poorly in these games. You know, Blackburn, as we said, I mean, that game it, they could have been two or three goals up um, before that Blackburn goal goes in. Um, and then equally, you know, Fulham for me, for me, they were the better side against Fulham. If anyone was going to win that game, it was it was Albion for me. And, and you know they've they've had players who have been guilty of missing chances over recent over recent weeks. You know Charlie Austin missed a couple. Um, I mean Kravinovic in that Blackburn game had a, a great chance for a second goal, which he's. I mean for me he's a little bit of a sitter, but he's a it's a post. Uh, and then obviously you mentioned Dean Garner, and it's, it's they've 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 just got to find a way of hitting the back of the net, and and that's something that will come. You'd much rather have a team creating chances and and missing them than not creating opportunities at all. Yeah, and that's, that's the big message that Bilic has got to try to get across in his press conferences, both before games and after games. Well, both before the Fulham game and after the Fulham game. Um, and he's absolutely right. I think, it, look, the five-point cushion was a beautiful thing. Let's not 
say it was anything other than that. It was. We were. It was. It was absolutely wonderful going into games with a five-point cushion over Brentford. It was lovely. It was such. It was so nice. Even though you were disappointed with the result, even though we were going into these games nervous, it was so nice knowing that even if you lose, even if you draw, you're gonna have. A, you're gonna be in the top two with a little bit of a cushion still. When you lose that cushion, that big cushion, it is horrible. Um, and that cushion went against Blackburn. And Brentford's just relentless march. Just, it's made, ev I think it made everyone forget just how well Albion are playing. It was, it was definitely twofold. It was the disappointment of losing that big cushion. And it was the fact that Brentford have just been so good that made everyone worry, basically. And it, I think it, a lot of it prevented. Everyone, absolutely everyone. It's only human nature, I've got to say. Of course you're going to be, be nervous, but I think the reality is you've got to just try and take a step back slightly and just look at Albion's performances and go, actually, do you know what? We are playing very well. Um, very, very well. And Billy said it last night. Um, I, should, I wish I had the story in front of me, actually, but it's quote, I can't... I, 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 but he said something like, they're dominating games, they're creating chances... Um, they're defending well. And he said the, their running stats are off the scale, um, is what Bilic said. So he is so pleased overall with his team's displays um, that he can't, you've got, you've got to be confident going into these two games. You've got to be. Just a little bit of insight for you. Um, something that wouldn't really be reported, but he was, he was deflated after Blackburn, mm. Bilic. He was he was down. Um, I think he was he, he was pleased with his team's performance, as he said, and and for sixty minutes. And they definitely, I mean, they could have won if they'd won three one. No one would have had any complaints. Um, but it did hit him like like it hit us all um, that 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 big cushion had gone, and he was he was visibly deflated. Um, and then the, when we had the press conference, it must have been Monday. He was back to his best. He was back to top form billet just just the charming like gent that he is and and last night you know he was very very sprightly um very very sprightly which i think it's telling really about last night's result i mean he's he i mean he was all sort of that basically slavin billet is, is pretty tall and scott parker is pretty small mm. so when they were like were doing the sky interviews they had to really lower the Mike for Scott Parker and really <laughs> extend it for Billet. Yeah. Um, and both of them found it absolutely hilarious um, that this mic was like being changed so significantly. And Billich was chatting to Parker for ages and I was having like great big debates with Fulham members of staff, not about the game, just about life and just happily talking. And you could see, and he was after the game yesterday, Slavin Billich had a spring in his step. Mm. Um, and he, I asked him about his change. I said to him, one of the questions I asked him was, um, it was the most important thing tonight, coming away with you, your destiny in your own hands. Um, and he said, yes. He said he, he was adamant they wanted to win the game, and they did. They absolutely wanted to win the game. He set up they wanted to win the game. He went 4-2-3-1. When you play in that system with Grzycki starting Dean Garner, Pereira, you're playing to win the game. But he did say that, when he made his changes late on, he said, first of all, 
he didn't make too many significant. He didn't. He, he, he said when it got to the closing stages of the game, he wasn't going to switch a defensive-minded player for an attacking-minded player. Mm. He wasn't going to do that. And he said the reasons for that were twofold. He said one, he felt they were doing very well in the system they were in, and they were creating chance in that system. And they were on top and they were looking good, so he didn't really feel the need to. But he also was not going to lose that point. He was. He was not going to lose that point. Um, so. I think that tells you where where he is at with it. Like it's obviously going to be anxious. It's going to be two tough games. It's going to be very difficult. But he backs his team to go out and win these two games. Um, I back him to do it. Um, yeah, and we'll see. Fing and fingers crossed they will. Maybe who knows? Whatever Brentford does, maybe they won't even have to win both of them. But I think it's a good. I, I think it's a good sign that. Um, Bilic was as sprightly as he was post-match yesterday. Do you want to hear the, the quotes that he said word for word? I've got the article up. Oh, go on, yeah. The last five games we are creating, we are dominating. Our running statistics are great. We're in good form, playing good football. That is why I have optimism and belief. Yeah, and he's been very, very quick. That's He keeps bringing up as well. I'm not sure if I put it in that piece or not, but... He keeps bringing up the first two games since the restart. Mm. And he's very happy to say that he wasn't happy with those two games. Look, we were all a bit worried after those first two games, weren't we? Blues, it was what it was, really. I mean, everyone was rusty. Um, and they just couldn't break them down. I mean, absolutely dominated the game, but couldn't break them down. Then, obviously, they went to Brentford and lost. And he said in those... He feels, he feels Albion are a bit... He feels teams around them got a little bit lucky in that time I'm, I'm guessing he's saying leads really but it's hard to know but he feels they sort of everyone was rusty everyone was l lacking that cutting edge up front but some of the teams around them just got themselves that win mm. they scraped over the line where Albion just didn't do it in that Blues game um, but he's, he keeps saying that those after those two games have gone the next five as you said in those quotes He's been very, very pleased with the performances. Ever since Charlie Austin scored that penalty against Sheffield Wednesday, it has, it has been lift-off. They have played very, very well. Um, and it's only... I mean, with Kravinovic scores that goal, scores that open goal against Blackburn, and they'd have won four of them and drawn with Fulham, wouldn't they? Mm -hmm. um, so the performances are definitely there. They're definitely there. Um, and that's why, like he says, and that's why if I've said just a few minutes ago, I think there's no reason not to be optimistic. Definitely. Shall we Shall we get on to some questions, Joe? Oh, yeah, straight into questions. Straight into questions. We've got so many. So I just thought, you know, we could just spend our time answering a ton of questions here. Go for it. First one comes from local baggies fan. When Oliver Burke was sent on loan, was the destination based on lowering his value as little as possible for us at Ellisimmer? If not deemed good enough for our club in the championship, it seems odd to send him to the top tier of Spain. Um, was it possibly because was it because possibly failing in the Liga leaves him with more value than possibly failing in League One? If the club really thought he could improve, you'd think they would have sent him on a similar loan to Lecco. So, very interestingly, very timely, um, Steve Madeley from the Athletic asked. Um, uh, Bilic about Burke. I think it was at the press conference. I don't know if it was before Blackburn or before Fulham now. 
I mean, we literally have a press conference every day at the minute, so they're all, it's just, they're, they're blurring into one. But it's funny because Pilic said, because Steve has to really, as, as an athletic reporter, he has to sort of find stuff that isn't the bread and butter for people like me and Joe Chapman at the Birmingham Mail. He has to find things that are a little bit different. And, mm. and, Billich, and he came up with Oliver Burke at this press conference. And I mean, I don't know who else was thinking about Oliver Burke, to be honest. I mean, I certainly wasn't going to ask about Oliver Burke at, at, this, at this time. Um, and like Billich laughed and he sort of said, Steve, Steve, you never fail to not surprise me with your questions. Um, I never know what you're going to ask. And um, he went into a really, really detailed answer about Oliver Burke. Um, and it was really, really interesting. And it was essentially that Billich almost kept him, you know, um, at the start when he arrived. Um, and the reason why he kept him was he, what he said actually was he very much sees him as a central striker. Mm. Um, I think Burke's played wide a lot um, and, and as a centre forward. But Billich, having watched him, I immediately ident identified him as a centre forward. Um, and then he was quite fairly eager to keep him based on that he felt he's got the attributes that Albion haven't got. Um, which Sear essentially pace. Searing pace, yeah. Um, and, and he was genuinely considering keeping him as an option. Um, and he went on to talk about these attributes and he essentially said, Bilic, he has got everything. Um, in terms of physicality, he's got everything you need to be a very, very good player. Mm. Bilic basically said he just he hasn't done it. He just has not done it. And he said what he needs is to do it somewhere. And he said he's been out on loan um, to a fair few clubs now, and everywhere he's gone, he, he basically hasn't done it. Um, and what Bilic says he, he desperately needs is a loan spell where he plays 30 games, 35 games, whatever, um, and chips in with a lot of goals. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting because you could tell Bilic does believe there is something there, but whether... It, he thinks, I think he, he said it was more of a confidence thing than a mentality thing. He doesn't think Oliver Burke's got a bad attitude. He just thinks he needs, he needs to settle and he needs a bit of a lift off, really. Mm. Um, so I think he needs to be just... He, he need, look, I highly doubt it's going to be Albion, but he needs a home and he needs to start well and he needs to build on it and go from there. The Alaves loan, I could be wrong, but because uh, I genuinely have not looked into it for such a uh, for a long time um, but I think Burke wanted to go abroad mm. I think he w felt he wanted a fresh start um, and I think he, he he's laid because of the price tag because of what he cost I think he feels that that, that weight of, on his shoulders um, and I think he feels in this country he sort of can't escape it, that £15 million pound tag. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas abroad, he's just a bit, of an, uh, a bit of a nobody, really, isn't he? No one really knows who he is. And that mm. obviously, you can find out he costs so much money, but it's not the same. So I think it, I genuinely think it was his choice. Um, it was interesting with him, wasn't it? Because, I mean, you, you weren't covering Albin at this point, but when he went to Celtic, he seemed to kind of almost find that home. And he, he was being played, I think, in a central role. Uh, I know Scotland tried him out there a couple of times. Um, I think so, anyway. Um, 
and he seemed to settle at Celtic and then there was obviously the managerial change and then it kind of went backwards again. Um, but it's interesting with Bilic seeing him like that because we've seen Bilic with a number of players this season you know, shift their positions slightly. I mean, Di Roche is obviously a centre-back playing at right-back and Nathan Ferguson was the same. It'd be interesting to see if he could have got that to work with Burke. Yeah, and I think the Billich is not the type of person to give up on somebody. Not not give up on somebody, but I think he obviously felt that it was the best the best interest of everybody for him to try and go out and get this loan move that will reignite his career. Um, so, yeah, I just don't know what the future holds for him. The truth is, Oliver Burke, he's done numerous interviews in the time he's been away from Albion, and he's not been massively complimentary about the club. Um, he's sort of said express that he sees his future elsewhere. He just feels like he's, he's never, ever settled. Um, settled at the Hawthorns, really. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Look, if anyone can do it, but anyone can do it, Bilic can. Um, but I still think his long-term future is elsewhere um, and for a significantly less fee than Albion paid for him. You need to get that on a T-shirt. If anyone can do it, Bilic can. That's a great T-shirt. You'd look good. You'd look good in that t-shirt. Oh, cheers, mate. Um, beautifully baggy. Is it true that Luke went to see a mystic to try and curse us so that he doesn't have to do his promotion forfeit? Um, no, that's not true. I want Al. Want Albion to go up. You love them, don't you? I enjoy covering them. I'm looking. Yeah. I'd, I'd love some away days in the Premier League. You love covering them, don't you? I love covering the club. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No, you, you're desperate for it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I want to I wanna be going to Chelsea away next season, not Wickham yeah. away. Me too. Oh, yeah, Wickham, fair play. <laughs> oh, great result for them. Yeah, fair play. Akin Fenner in the, in the, in the Championship. I mean, they play horrible football. Oh, yeah. Did you see the stats the other day? Oh, no, I haven't, but I've watched them for years it's, in League One and League Two. It was like passes completed and, and chances created. Uh, Oxford were first in all of these different stats. Wickham, 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> It's proper Cardiff a la like a couple of years ago when they went up uh, into the Premier League and you looked at the stats and it was like one minute like they're scoring from like long balls and 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 and, and filthy long throw-ins um, but I tell you what if it works it works um, uh, Paddy whatever division we're in if you could improve three positions what would they be? Uh, so I think centre forwards the big way isn't it? Yeah. Um. I just want someone out there with a bit of pace. Um, I think I think that's the way. That's it. I think that's that's the number one on the shopping list, isn't it? For every every Albion fan this summer is a striker. Mm. Um, if it was me, if Albion are going to play with one up top, I think you keep Austin and you keep Robson Carney. Um, I think you probably have to let go of Sahor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's number one for me. Um, Number two is, it's really difficult because I do think Albion have to do a lot of, the trouble is Albion have to do a lot of business just to stay where they are. Mm. Um, but I'd like to, I think second on, on the priority list should be a defensive midfielder, like an actual like. You need a Gareth Barry 10 years ago, don't you? Like a, a real screener um, to protect the back four. And then to allow Sawyers and Livermore to go either side, mm. um, and I think then you could all, 
three of them could rotate really they could fill in for one other each other but i think you need a real sort of expert defensive midfielder and then i think the next priority the next priority is it's difficult because it, look if it, if dean garner and callum robinson go as expected then you've got to buy a, a winger haven't you oh definitely um but you've got to buy a left back for me as well. Yeah, you just can't rely on Kieran Gibbs, can you? Um, and Townsend's so, been good, but is he is he Premier League quality? I mean, I suppose he's been very good for Albion. I think you know the more I've the more I've seen him, he's definitely impressed me. Um, and I think him and Dar Roche could certainly do a job. But would it be would they would they be good enough to keep the club up? I suppose is a question. I think if you if you if you have to go actually on priority, you have to go striker one. I think maybe you have to go left winger two, mm. because let's say let's say West Ham want Dean Garner, and Sheffield United want Cullen Robinson. I don't think you want to be starting the Premier League with Grzycki and Matt Phillips on the wings. Mm. So, you need you need a winger, um, and then you need. You probably need a left back next as a priority, but I know a lot. But I do think you need a defensive midfielder. I think a lot of Albion fans think you, they need a centre half. Um, I mean, I mean, I love Dar Roche. I absolutely love him. But are we saying he is a right back now? I don't see him breaking in those centre back spots. Personally. I don't know. I think long term he could. I think long term. I think he's got unreal potential. He does, but. He's done so well at right back for me. I, 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 the question I'd love to pose him is: Do you enjoy playing right back? Do you enjoy it? Do you like? Do you see yourself playing there through your career? Because I suppose he'd say he'd say you know, does he? If 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 you're questioning his ability to play right back in the Premier League, I suppose you'd you'd ask him: Does he? Does he really have the pace? I'm not quite, I don't think I am questioning his ability to play there at all. I think he'd do a really good job. Um, it's just whether we are seeing him as... See, the truth is you probably don't need a right-back because of O'Shea and Furlong. I think they'd be all right. And I, I think a lot of fans will think you need a centre-back. And I probably w I would agree, but... With Agassi, Bartley and O'Shea, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's absolutely top priority. I think mm. a striker, a winger, a defensive midfielder and a left-back are actually more priority. Yeah. But it's a lot of money, isn't it? Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. It's a lot of money to, like, Premier League players aren't cheap. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a... If Albion go up, Luke Dowling and Bilic have done so well, recruitment-wise, but they're going to have to do it again. Yeah, and this is a this is a stepping stone for every team because teams can make signings, they can make you know loads of signings, they can make few signings, and it doesn't always work. There's no there's no hard blueprint, I don't think, for this because you can look at a team like Villa and they signed uh, you know a lot of players. You look at a team like Norwich who didn't, uh, and then and they're both struggling in the Premier League. Obviously, Norwich are already on the way down. Villa do have a mountain to climb um, if they want to try and avoid it. Um, there's a good question here actually from Alex Dembski, who kind of follows on from that. Um, 
with the teams fighting relegation from the Premier League, if they go down, which player would you realistically want to sign from each team? So that's Watford, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa and Norwich. So we've gone realistic, haven't we? Because I'm going realistic. Okay, start with Norwich. No, let's start with... So who's at the top of the So list? Watford. Um, so Watford, I think it'd be realistic to sign Ian Kapoue. Yeah, definitely but, could be. And I think he's a decent defensive midfielder, I do. He's decent. I'd, I'd have Decore over him. But he's more of a box to box. He's not yet. He's not necessarily that screener. But mind you, Decore, he's, he's been in with some big clubs. It's like Dale Lefe, I'd love him. Not the most consistent, but if if Albion do lose a winger and need one, I don't know whether he'd fit in. And then he'd be another player who they want a lot of money for. I think Dale Lefe will cost an absolute fortune. I think you've got we've got to be realistic and try and look at like. Would you go for a Welbeck? I mean, you know what, you're bringing that up because you absolutely know I love Danny Welbeck. You love one. You love Danny I absolutely Welbeck. love Danny Welbeck. I think he's massively, massively underrated and really, really underappreciated for all he's done for England. And I get a lot of stick for it. I do love Danny Welbeck. Um, for me, Danny Welbeck plays his best on the left, actually. So you could bring Danny Welbeck in. You wouldn't have uh, him as a striker? No, no, he's a left wing. He's a left forward for me. Um, I think that's where he plays his best football. I'd definitely, I'd definitely take Welbeck. You know I would because I absolutely love him. Um, but yeah, you. I do. Yeah, let's just get. On, we'll let's. I'll make my point that I'm going to make in a minute when we get on to West Ham. So okay, I'll go Kapoue, and you'll go in. I'm going to go uh, on a long shot of, of, of getting Dale LaFayette. Yeah, it's not going to happen that, mate. I'll I, I tell you what, you go for the realistic options, I'll go for the dream options. <laughs> okay. You are a dreamer, so yeah, we'll do that. I'm a dreamer, all right. West Ham, I want for 50 million Philippe Anderson. Are you joking? I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, like, do you even want him? <laughs> No, Philippe Anderson's a good player. He was very, very good in Italy. I mean, I saw a lot of him when he was playing in Italy. Funnily enough, uh, he was at he was at Lazio, and he was one of he, he was creating chances left, right, and centre. Um, but realistically, with West Ham, it's a tough one, isn't it? I'd take Mikel Antonio though. I don't. I, I know he's had injury issues, but as a, as a forward, and I know he, he can be a bit inconsistent, but as a forward, he definitely offers you so so much, and I think he'd suit Albion down to the ground. I think, um, yeah, again, I think if he got a move, he would go to a, a, a more established Premier League club, if I'm honest. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I think he would end up at... Could I you just... see him at like a, a proper mid-table or maybe slightly higher? What's proper mid-table? Is that... I don't know, could you say that? And like Burnley are like mid-table and Burnley for me, just a bit meh. I can't see yeah. him at Burnley. I can maybe see him at an Everton, maybe at a push. Yeah. With all the money they spend on players. They spent thirty million on a Wobi. Can you believe that? Thirty-four million on a Wobi. Yeah. Oh. Twenty-five million on Moise Keane. Twenty-five. Twenty million on Fear Walcott. Fifteen million on Sigardson. Richarlison wasn't cheap either. Forty million. Mind you, he's a he's a player for me. I, I rate yeah, Richarlison. Yeah, he's a good player. I, I'd say that was fair business, really, but. The rest of them absolutely are true. I mean, how much did they buy Schneiderlin for? Remember, about 28 million or something and ended up just letting him go on a free or something. Oh, silly money. 
Absolutely, Absolutely shocking. Um, but yeah, my one from West Ham is Grady Dean Garner. Um, mm. And so what I know about Grady, I've said this, but I have said this before on the podcast, so it's no great exclusive, but it might have gone under the radar just to reiterate it. What I know about Grady Dean Garner is that when Albion renegotiated, not renegotiated his loan, he always signed on a season-long loan, but basically in January, West Ham said, well, hang on, if you want to keep him, you're going to have to pay a little bit more money. Mm. Um, because obviously they're in such a strong position because Albion really wanted him. And if they didn't, someone else would have paid more money to take him That's it for the rest of this season. So Albion did, obviously did that deal. And they, during that time, they held talks with, with West Ham about keeping him for next season as well on loan. Mm. To which obviously that deal wasn't done, but they weren't, what they weren't put off and from what I gather they West Ham basically said to them if you get up we would be interested in sending Dean Garner back out on loan to you because we'd like him to play regularly in the Premier League for for a year Mm. before coming back to us Um, so look every basically every every conversation I had about transfers or whatever before the coronavirus pandemic is a completely irrelevant now um, because God knows what finan- football's finances are going to change drastically at every single club. We don't know what, what's gonna, how it's going to impact fees, how it's going to impact wages. So it's all completely redundant. But there, there, there was that indication from West Ham that they would be open potentially to letting Dean Garner come back on loan or definitely sending Dean Garner out on loan to a Premier League side next season. Mm. There's a story in the Sun the other day, just a couple of days ago, um, saying basically Dean Garner is considering his future at West Ham um, because he believes he needs to keep playing in order to develop properly, um, which I couldn't agree more with. I think you've got to play. You've got to play. Um, And if you don't play, you can really be held back, I think. Um, A la Ollie Burke. A la Ollie Burke, which... I think it's an issue. It's a topic for another day, maybe if ever it comes up. But I think I think it's an issue for both Raheem Harper and Kyle Edwards as it stands. Mm. Um, but you've got to play, and it sounds like he would be maybe even open to leaving if he wasn't guaranteed to be a, a regular next season at West Ham. But you'd imagine Dean Garner would certainly be up for a loan. Yeah. Um, if he wasn't going to be a regular next season. So a lot of it's going to come down to David Moyes and what he wants to do, but I don't think I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that Dean Garner is an Albion player next season, either on loan or permanently. Mm. Um, I think a loan is a lot more likely. But I think if he was available for, say, 15 million, I think Albion would do their best to stump up the cash. Oh, for sure. For 15 um, million for such a young player... There's definitely resale value there, and he, he's got the quality. Exactly, yeah. I think it'd be a, it, it's a very Albion-esque type of signing. So I think my my one from West Ham is about question Dean Garner, mm. um, and I think it's and I, and I think it's possible. I do. Bournemouth. Was it you haven't said? Oh, you, are you going for Antonio? I went for Mikel Antonio. Yeah. Bournemouth. Okay, so this is really. Go on, who have you gone for Bournemouth? See, Bournemouth is tricky because the forward, the forwards, I mean, even for me, a real dreamer. I can't see Josh King, uh, Danish royalty Josh King, or, or Callum Wilson 
joining Albion. I can I, I just can't see it. I just think there's going to be bigger teams. You know, no disrespect to Albion. Ryan Fraser's already gone. Harry Wilson, I'd be interested to see, but he's on loan, isn't he? It's not a permanent thing for Harry Wilson, is it? Is it? No, he's on loan, isn't he? He's on loan. So if I mean, I think it is. I double check. If they could get a loan yeah, deal for maybe Harry Wilson, I'd probably take that. Yeah, he's on loan from Liverpool. Isn't he? Yeah, no, no, he's not a Bournemouth player. Yeah, the midfield, the midfield doesn't fill me with confidence there. I mean, you've got Jefferson Lerma, who's basically a walking, walking red card, and and Philip Billing, who's only a little bit better than that. Nathan Ake is well out of their range. Um, yeah, I'd, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of cheat and just say I'd, I'd have Harry Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing for Bournemouth this season. <laughs> Uh, okay, mine's really, really boring, and it might be a rubbish selection because um, I've got to be honest. I've not seen a lot of Bournemouth this season. Uh, I really, I've really not. Um, but a player I've always liked is Adam Smith, the fullback. Mm. I always think he's like a steady Eddie. Um, just yeah, I just think he's solid enough. He's just a decent fullback. He, he's, he's no, he's no thrills, but he gets the job done. Is this a Premier League version of Lee Peltier? No, he's. A, he's be, I think he's. Be, I mean, Peltier, bless him. I mean, it, I mean, we've only, he's only made the bench once. Are but we no, ever going to see this guy in an Alfian shirt? I don't. I don't think we will, to be honest. Um, but Alan Smith's a good player, um, and he gets. He has been. Linked, I think he's been linked with Chelsea in the past. Mm. Um, but he can play right back and left back, and he's sort of equally happy at both. Which could be huge for Albion, really. Mm. Absolutely huge for them. Um, obviously, Nathan Ferguson S. So, nice, a nice utility player. Yeah, I think he'd be a good signing. I do. Okay. Um, but, but they might. But that I have to caveat it by saying I've not seen a lot of Bournemouth, and someone could be listening to this and going, "Oh my God, he's horrific," and they might be right. But from whenever I have seen him. He's looked a, a, a very a decent, very good fullback for me. Um, okay, Adam yeah. Smith for you, and I've cheated and gone for Harry Wilson. Aston Villa. I think we all know I wouldn't have. Oh, come on, you're having Jack Grealish. Oh, I'd have Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> Tyro Mings would be a great signing. For five I million, he would. No, no they, wouldn't get, they wouldn't get Tyro Mings. Tyro Mings, if he gets a move, I think, rightly or wrongly, he goes to a bigger club. Um, John McGinn probably not I can just see him going to a bigger club um, oh yeah like, yeah that's I mean I don't think McGinn's all that really either but McGinn I mean he was he was he, he took to the Premier League really well and that injury's knocked him back and I think it, it's fair to say it's knocked him back and I, I think it's fair to expect it to as well because it was a long old time he was out and it's a it's a nasty injury um, Grealish obviously going to a massive club. A Matt, a Matt Target at left back. I'm not too sure. Um, Do you know what I'm going to go for? Go on. And you might laugh at me, but there's a logic to it. Here we go. I'm going to go Bjorn Engels. Bjorn Engels. Yeah. He was decent. To be fair, he's struggling with an Achilles injury at the moment. So, the way I'm looking at it is, he was all right, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Tyro Mings actually had a really good centre-back partnership when they first 
came into the Premier League, although you all argue that they conceded goals left, right and centre. Well, they did. You've conceded 65 goals this season. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you say you make Tyrone Mings look good, then obviously he probably should be, Real Madrid should probably sign him. But he did all right, didn't he, when he came in? And Belgian, just moved to the country. Yeah. Settled in the area, probably doesn't want to move again. True. You're thinking practically, I like it. Um, but wants to be in the Premier League. Come and come, yeah. Who would Ditch I Villa. pick? Esri Conta wouldn't be a bad shout because you got resale value. I, I like. I've really, I've always been a big fan of Conta in terms of like when I watched him for Brentford and stuff. And I, I do think he's a good player, but I do think he is a Championship player. They've spent a lot of money on him. He wasn't. He wasn't cheap. He's gonna. He'll be great for you next year. Yeah, when they're in the Premier League doing battle with the baggies. No, you know. It'll just. I mean. It'll just make that extra step up and surprise you. It'll be great for you next year. Um, neither of the wingers really. I don't think it's a tough one. This one for me, despite actually being, you don't want any of the strikers really. <laughs> no. Or any, or, there's or no any pace. There's no pace. Really. That's the thing. Albion need pace up front. They haven't got really got pace. That's uh, why I've gone for the one player who's missed the vast majority of games recently. What about def- Ahmed Al Mohamedi? He, he stands out. Um, Al Mohamedi. He's about thirty-five, isn't he? Yeah, but if you get him for cheap, I tell you what, he looks like Villa's best right back at the moment. Yeah, but that's how you That's how you that's wrong with your team, doesn't it? Do us a favour. He's a, he's a <laughs> decent on. player. You know what? He's one of them players. Who he'll sign for a team, everyone will be a little bit annoyed about it, but then when he's actually there, he does all right. Last one, Norwich. Uh, do, 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 do. Jamal Nor- Lewis. Norwich, I'd go Sam Byram, the right back. Okay. I mean, defensively, they've been poor as well, Norwich. They've been worse going forward. <laughs> They've been bad this season. I wouldn't take Pookie now. Um, I think he's a good championship striker. I don't think he's a good Premier League striker. Who did you say? Jamal Lewis, maybe. Godfrey's... I can't see why they've stacked 50 million prize tag on Godfrey. I think he's poor at centre-half. I mean, it wouldn't like long ago. He's on loan at Shrewsbury. Yeah, Sam Byron for me. Good, like Similar to Adam Smith, really. He can play both sides. I'd take Buendia. Yeah, I think he'd go for a bit, wouldn't he? I don't know. I think he might they, they, he might be one of the more expensive ones. I think they'd want more for Pookie, despite his age. That Godfrey's the big one. Cantwell's another big one. Well, they've got Max Aarons as well, haven't they? Yeah, Max Aarons. See, I've got a feeling a lot of them will hang around, though. Yeah, it's got that... I don't know why it has, it has got that feel to it, hasn't it? Yeah, I just feel like they were so bad in the Premier League. They were like, oh, we can't play in the Premier League yet. Yeah, and they're, they're going to stick with the manager, aren't they? I'd be surprised if they didn't. He was he was, he was, was pretty hamstrung, wasn't he? They made next to no signings. Yeah, but they're much, they're, I'll go, I think Sam Byron would be a good signing. I'll take, pl- yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. My, my shout's Buendia. Um, but yeah, good question that. I mean, took, we took a while on it, but <laughs> it's a good question. Um, assuming we go up, says Spencer George, do you see the club signing Kravinovic permanently and making a move for Dean Garner? Uh, so, sort of answered Dean Garner. 
Um, Karinovic, Bilic is on record as saying he wants him. Um, I think he's convinced people over the second half of the season, hasn't he? Yeah, um, and I think he's... Um, and I, and I really like him. I think he's a, it'd be a very good acquisition. Um, I think he'll only get better as well. Mm. Um, yeah. To me, he's, he's, to me, he's a central midfielder, you know. He's not a number 10. I agree with you there. Like a box-to-box midfielder. Yeah, which is where he sort of signed as a number 10, didn't he? And it was... He started in that role, Pereira role, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think... Kravinovic, yeah, definitely bring him in. The route that it probably is going to cost him like seven million pounds to sign him. I think he's worth that. Yeah, I'd take him for that money. Yeah, for that money, I think you're getting a good midfielder. Sunil Patel, are we perhaps generally two cages aside? If you look at us overall this season, we haven't beaten Leeds, Brentford, or Fulham, and have drawn a whole host of games. Do we prefer not to lose rather than risk losing and going for the win? Agree, this may sound silly with us being second place, he says. Um, I mean, he's absolutely right. Um, they haven't beaten those teams. But uh, let's get the champ. How many goals have Albion scored this season? They've still got the second most goals in the division, I think. So Albion have scored 74, which is bettered only by Brentford, who have scored 78. Um, so it was. It wasn't. I watched. Um, Bilic's interview with Sky today after mm. the full, after the game last night. He sort of does Sky first and then comes to us and the written press. And so I didn't have time to watch it yesterday. And I watched it today and he said something very, very telling actually. Um, mm. He said that um, they basically didn't take their chances and that has been their problem all season. Um, mm despite the amount of goals they scored. And he is, do you know what? He's absolutely bang on the money. Yeah. Um, they, the truth is, we'll, we're probably all sat here thinking, if Dwight Gale played for this team, Albion would have won the league by now. Yeah, they'd be home and dry. They'd be home and dry. Um, and it's probably true, isn't it? So I think... I don't think they are too cautious. I don't, and I don't. I don't think you could accuse them of being too cautious. The way they played the last couple of games. I mean, they, the, the way, the, the way, like I said, the way they sat last night was to win the game. Mm. I mean, you can't ask any more than a, a front four of Grzycki, Dean Garner, Pereira, and Austin. You're going for it, um, especially. Against, I mean, I harp on about four two three one four three three every week, so I'm not going to go into it. This week, but Fulham played four three three. They had that extra man in the middle of the in midfield. Mm. Um, we saw the benefits of that in the first 20-25 minutes in particular. Um, but Village was happy for them to have that numerical advantage. He'd rather have those attacking players on on the pitch. So I don't think they have been too cautious. But I do think um, that they haven't found the, the perfect centre forward for Village's system. This season, mm. as both as much as Hal Robson Carno and Charlie Austin both have huge attributes and have and have played huge well, have played huge roles, massive roles this season, absolutely massive. Both of them have, both of them have, but you wouldn't say they are actually perfect for the system. Mm. Um, and I think um, if they had that striker, which my God is going to be not easy to find, they're going to probably cost an absolute fortune. But if they did have it, then 
I think they would have scored even more goals and been in an even better position than they're in now. Do you know who would be the perfect striker? Go on. Mikel Antonio. <laughs> if, if West Ham end up going down, which could still happen, go for him. Uh, Clint McCormick, if we get promoted automatically, who do you feel would be the best team to come up through the playoffs and the best teams to fill the two relegation spots to give West Brom the chance of survival of next season, the best chance, sorry, of survival next season? So, I mean, you don't want Brentford to go up, basically, um, if that's the case, I don't think. Although I think Brentford would need to, to make signings. I think you'd want a team like Cardiff, who are currently in sixth, to go up with you. Yeah, you want the Cardiff, don't you? Cardiff, Forest, for me, neither of them are, are, are great championship teams, so I think they'd struggle in the Premier. And any of the teams kind of chasing that, I, I, I don't think. I think um, anyone who sneaks into that, I mean, it could be anyone sneak into that sixth spot, couldn't it, still? Like Millwall, uh, Swansea or Preston. Yeah. I think Derby are out of it now. They were ever take, and it's not like last season, like, I, I'm not, I don't want to wax lyrical about Villa, but they were a heavyweight storming towards the line, weren't they? Mm. Um, it's just not the same. It's like if Derby, if, if Derby had kept up their run, I wouldn't have wanted them to go in because you feel like they would have invested a lot of money. They've got Wayne Rooney, you know, they've got, like, it's it's weird to say it, but they're a club who would be willing to invest a, a large amount of money to try and, you know, make themselves really competitive. And I know it doesn't always work, but if a team like Cardiff, Millwall or Preston go up, like, they're not going to spend bags and bags, are they? Not only are they not going to spend bags and bags, they've got next to no time to do it in as well. Mm. Um, that's the thing, like, we, I've said on, like, before that, you see all these stories coming out. People tweet me all the time, like whatever publication will say, Albion are interested in signing, well, whoever. And then, is it true? Is it true? Is it true? And all I can say is, what I've said a million times before is, I can tell you 100% that Albion have got two lists of targets, one for if in the Premier League and one for if they're in the Championship. Um, I don't know who's on which list. I know that players, for example, are on certain lists, like I know Brighter Si Samuel's on the list, but I don't know if he's on the Premier League or the Championship list or even both. Mm. Um, but they've had to plan for both eventualities. Where, But they've had a long time to do it. Whereas Millwall and that, have they really, really thought about getting up? Really? Mm. I don't, I, Swansea, really, have they? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So I think, I think they would... Whoever goes up via the playoffs, well, it's going to, hopefully, Abbey have gone up automatically, then they're going to have a, an, a, an ask. Um, you have to wonder, really, how prepared for Brentford. I mean, they obviously, obviously were confident they're getting in the playoffs, but I bet even they didn't think they'd go on this run. Mm. They'd have to, it'd be very interesting to see this, because I was, I was saying this the other day, Brentford's recruitment strategy is like no other, really. And if you go up into the Premier League, you're not you're not going to be afforded the time for that kind of recruitment strategy to really pay dividends unless you literally hit a home run with a couple of players at least. Yeah. Also, I wonder with Brentford, will they? We we know the model, don't we? Like that, they've got a very specific model, that, and they will sell. Brentford will sell if they get the right offer. Yeah. For a player, and you just wonder. Is Ben Rama going to go no matter what? Like, potentially. 
him and Ollie Watkins are the big ones really, aren't they? And Bueno, you can imagine hanging around another year just because he's kind of broken through this season. But but Ben Rama's been, you know, for me, a Premier League player for the past 18 months or so, really. Really, yeah. And the offers he's going to get are going to be so much more lucrative than Brentford with the greatest respect to them. Mm. Like He's going to receive a massive pay rise for moving. And he'll probably be offered more elsewhere than Brentford are willing to pay. Yeah. So you can see him going. Watkins would be my absolute dream signing. Yeah. Um, Good striker. That would be my, like, if I could get anyone, maybe it'd probably be him. Um, I just think his, his all-round game is so good. Mm, does a bit of everything, doesn't he? Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if someone stumped up the cash for him. So Brentford, if they do get, go, go up, then it'd be interesting to see what position they're in when the season starts. Mm. Uh, Arjun Singh Jahal. Did Slav or the team notice Brunt's banner or the Baggies Bridge en route to the Hawthorns? It would be interesting to get their thoughts. Um, I'm happy to ask. I mean, I did. Uh, I didn't notice the bridge until on the way back, I've got to be honest. Mm. Um, and then that's just me because I'm living a world of my own and I'm too busy daydreaming half the time. <laughs> um, I noticed Brent, Brunt's banner. Um, but yeah, that's something we should def- I should definitely ask. So... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one, I promise. couple more. Uh, James Smith with one here. Be interested to know the thoughts slash insights into the worst-case scenario um, if we're in the Championship next year. What does year two of the two-year Slav plan look like, uh, specifically thinking about reduced budget, loan players and promoting youth? Uh, what does year two of the Slav plan look like? If I think it. I think it does see you know bigger roles for players like maybe maybe a Raheem Harper, maybe maybe a Kyle Edwards, maybe even a Rayhan Tullock. Yeah, I think Tullock definitely. Um, so, like I said earlier, it's very very hard to know. It's 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 so hard to know. Um, the financial landscape of football after the restart. And the, and, the, and the God's honest truth is I haven't discussed it with anyone at Albion um, because I just, I can completely understand why the question's been asked, but it's, it's not the time to bring it up at the minute. Um, since the restart has been, we've got nine games to win promotion to the Premier League, let's go out and do it. And quite rightly, everything has been focused on that. And also you've got to remember that a lot of the questions, the, a lot of the questions in terms of what the overall football financial landscape will be like haven't been answered yet. Like we do, still don't know when fans are coming back. We still don't know mm. what uh, what percentage fans will be allowed back into the ground, and therefore what revenues clubs are coming in with. So, I don't, I don't, you can't. I don't. I don't. I, look, I would never be privy to Albion's budget. They'd never tell me we're going to. We've got fifty million to spend or whatever. But, but. I don't think anyone knows at this moment in time exactly how much they're going to have to spend um, in in this close season. Um, they, need, they need other things to fall into place. Most importantly, they need to know the date when fans are going to come back and they're actually getting people through the door and making money again because their income is absolutely zilch at the minute um, while paying out absolutely massive fees, well, massive wages to, to the players, of course. So all I know is that the only bit of insight I can give to that question is, from what I have heard about Luke Dowling, one of the main reasons why he got the job 
um, at Albion was because he's very, very passionate that you should never fear selling players. Mm. Um, and I think that's really, really interesting. And it's, it, it shows how much belief he's got in himself and how much confidence he's got in his own ability um, to, to be able to replace good players, if you like. Um, but he's, he is very conscious of players going stale um, and staying too long at clubs and just not clubs not getting them when they're at the absolute peak if you like um and i think i think i'm right i'm right in saying there's people out here man people at albion are slightly concerned if they don't go up that the hangover will be quite large mm. um and there will be a bit of sort of like angst in terms of maybe players who stick around will have felt that they would have gone up if there wasn't a break um, and just maybe they they feel like they shouldn't be playing in the championship because they should have got promoted to the Premier League. So I think they'll be if they don't go up. I think there will be changes, um, and I think Dowling won't mind making those changes. Mm. I, I think he'll back himself to freshen up the team um, and go again. But you'd imagine that. They speak very, very highly of Ray and Tullock. Very, very highly. Um, so he's one little feature. I think Raheem Harper's got enormous potential. Absolutely enormous potential. Mm. Um, I think everyone's a bit, a bit impacted by that Blackburn game still at the moment. Like, I'm not. Don't. Uh, it's not a. It's not a thing just towards him. But those subs didn't really work and. The game became very open after, and I, and I do think a lot of that was down to Livermore being taken off. It was more Livermore being taken off than Harper's introduction. I think they yeah. really missed Livermore, but I don't know. I still, in my head, I mean, uh, I'd love Harper to go on the season-long loan. I really would, Alassane Field, um, but maybe he's just too good to do that. Mm. Uh, maybe he's just at that level that's just. Just, just too good, really, and uh, and he's just too good not to have in the squad. Um, but I, just, I think it's game time with him. I think it, I think it's Nouse experience, just knowing where to be. Um, mm -hmm. that he needs to learn because physically he's got everything. Um, so uh, it sounds a bit awful, but I, I think he, I'd like him to make his mistakes elsewhere. Yeah. And and come back to Albion a better player for it. But whether that would ever happen, I'm really not sure. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait on seeing that one. Uh, last couple. Um, it's been said on the podcast before, says Simon, that um, you think Gazi might move on this year. Do you still think that, or is your gut feeling changed now, considering how important he's proving to be lately? I think my gut feeling has changed, you know. I'd agree with you, because I, I could see where you were coming from with it, because he hadn't really been featuring. He, he doesn't look like... He, he doesn't strike me as a player who doesn't who who doesn't mind that either. Like He, he gets quite frustrated when he's when he's not on the pitch, um, and he's had a big impact. He's been brilliant since the restart, absolutely mm. brilliant. Um, bar that goal at Brentford aside, he has been very, very good. Um, yeah, I don't know why. The, it's weird, isn't it, how you get these like six senses and, and you get these feelings. And I said I did say on the podcast before, it's not just me that thinks it. It was it's sort of a discussion we've had sort of amongst the local press where we just feel like, could it be the time for him to move on? But... He's been so important in the last couple of games, no doubt about it. And it does feel like 
he's sort of at the like top of Bilic's list now almost and he's really got his manager's support and yeah I feel like he could stay now I really do yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and last one comes from All Things Albion too. Um, do you th- do you think players watch other games involving Leeds and Brentford? The fact that their wages will go up by millions or more in most cases, and with trophy on the line, I, I can't imagine they don't. I know some players when injured can't even watch us though. Um, I mean, I'd be watching every game. I, I mean, it's the most obvious of answers, but I just generally think it's down to the player. You're. I know players who are obsessed with football, mm. like obsessed, and they'll watch anything, every game, any any game that's on at any night, and they just live and breathe football, live and breathe it. Um, and I know others that um, are not, um, are not that bothered by it, um, and just take it very much as it comes. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just each their own. I mean, it's surprise. It, I mean, I'm it surprises me. People in foot, some people in football really surprise me. Um, with what um, what they don't know, um, mm. and how sort of little interest they take. Like, I mean, I do interviews like, like don't, with players who they, they, like this is goes going over the years. I'm not saying Albion players. I'm just saying, but <clears throat> they don't know who they're playing next, or. <laughs> They can't remember in which game what player they came up against. Uh, like they say, and I, for me, if that was me, I'd absolutely know. When I was playing Saturday League, I knew I was playing the week after next. Um, that's what I mean. Like you just, you just know those things. I once said, I mean, it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll give it away. And yeah, we'll give it away. But yeah, but when I cover Shrewsbury, it's obviously it is, but I won't say her name. But when I cover Shrewsbury, like. I, Shrewsbury had Ryan Woods, mm. um, who I think is a fabulous, fabulous footballer, currently on loan at Millwall from Stoke. And he was, it was Shrewsbury were in League Two at the time, and it was embarrassing watching Ryan Woods play in League Two. He was just, <clears throat> I mean, if you watch him now, he's got acres of time on the ball, and he's brilliant. Um, but in League Two, I mean, obviously, just completely, it was like, it was like a, he was like he was playing with babies. He was just absolutely head and shoulders. Mm. And I can remember speaking to the manager at the time, and I said, like, Ryan Woods, blah, 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 where do you think he's heading? Um, how good can he be? Blah, blah, blah. And he obviously waxed lyrical about it. And I said, it's, it's just the one thing he needs to add. His, his goals to his game. And the manager just looked at me and was like, no, no, he, he, he chips in. And he hadn't scored all season. <laughs> and that, for me, things like that blow my mind. Like, <laughs> they absolutely blow my mind. That, that, but, I mean, I probably shouldn't have told that story. Um, but... <laughs> It just amazes me. Some, I mean, I am. To, it just amazes me sometimes the things people in football don't know. And then obviously you get a lot of them that are just like absolute stat, statisticians. I imagine Remain Sawyer's is one of them. Like proper, like constantly watching football. Remain will know everything that's going on. Remain will know what his pass completion rate is, um, what how many games he's played this season, how many yellow cards he's had. How many red cards he's had? How many starts he's made? He'll know. Remain will know everything. Absolutely. I bet Remain knows. I bet Remain knows the fixture list for next season already. Um, yeah, I, I used to interview. Uh, there's a lad at Walsall called Liam Kinsella. Yeah. yeah. And um, absolute smashing lad. And it, interviewing him was like just an absolute dream because in the interview he would literally reel off all his stats. 
I've started the last seven games. I was on the bench for the three before that, and I've, I've and then he just he would just go on, on and he knew absolutely everything, mm. um, and it was fantastic for me because I mean I didn't have to look anything up. Um, but yeah, you get it's amazing. It's amazing, like the differences in, but they are all just people. Mm. They're all just normal people who, um, yeah, they're all just normal, and everyone everyone's different, aren't they? But. Yeah. Certainly are. Um, right, a, a big game this evening, of course, not involving Albion, but for anyone listening, obviously, you'll know probably know the result. Um, but the game next for Albion, of course, Huddersfield Town um, away. Uh, surely nothing but a win here for the Baggies, right, Joe? Uh, well, you'd like to think so, but I mean, it's got to be a win, hasn't it? It's got to be, but look, it's like I said earlier, it's going to be a tough game. They... We know they're set piece kings, the Cowley brothers. They really are. Um, they're fighting for their lives. They're not in the bottom three, um, which I think is a really big thing. Like the stats this season for when teams drop into the bottom three, they tend to turn into like Brazil the next week and get themselves out of it. Like you look at the teams, they've all dropped in there at some point. So the likes of like Stoke and they all, they always somehow manage to nick a win when they drop in. But <clears throat> the teams in there now do look pretty doomed, to be honest. Um, yeah, that bottom three at the moment. I mean, Barnsley bottom with 43, Luton and then Hull, who have just been spanked. Um, I can't see Hull coming back from that personally. Um, actually, like, I do... Barnsley have got a game in hand, though, haven't they? Yeah, and Luton are not out of it. They're not out, Luton are not out of it. So they're really, really not. And this is really controversial, um, but I really like Nathan Jones. Mm. Um, I think he's a. I think he's a really good manager. It, it just got things badly wrong at Stoke. Um, I think he's massive. I think he's. I genuinely think he's still got a big future in the game. Um, but story for another time. Um, so yeah, they're not out of it, but they need the points. Huddersfield, they really do. It's going to be frantic, but. I, I'd, I'd imagine Alb, surely Albion have got too much them, even with the pressure that's on them. The, the good thing is there's pressure on Huddersfield as well. Um, Here's a terrible omen for you. Huddersfield haven't scored in four games. Yeah, so they will score against Albion. We can guarantee that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can guarantee that. But Al, Albion, you've got to back them to score at least a couple. Um I really, I really think they win the game. Mm. Um, I do. The only player they've got that is a threat is a genuine Alb- is is Carlin Grant. Um, not the only player they've got a threat. That's a ridiculous thing to say, but he's the one that his name jumps off the page. Yeah. Um, he's a player Albion like. Um, player they've. He's definitely on their list, on on a list, um, or has been on a list in the past. The issue with him is that Huddersfield are still getting parachute payments mm. um, from the Premier League, so they are in absolutely no need to sell whatsoever. Um, if it went down to League One, they'd have to sell him. Um, but I can't, I can't, I can't see them going down. Um, but obviously, they, they'll want to get that confirmed as soon as possible. So, look, they play four-two-three-one last couple of outings. Um, to me, that perfectly plays into Albion's hands. Mm. Match him up again with a four-two-three-one. I thought Grzycki was was poor last night against Fulham. If I'm honest, I, I think struggled one, to get into the game, didn't he? I think there was one question came in: Why did he take off Grzycki and not 
and bring on Matt Phillips. Well, positioning-wise, Krizicki was all over the shop, and when he did get on the ball, his crossing was dreadful. Um, so I think, but really, but but that sounds really really harsh because I think he's been made a massive impact since coming into the team. Um, but I think that was a, I, I think that was a good sub. I really not. I think it was good to take him off because I think it was just a little bit of a wake up call to him to say, if you're going to be an Albion regular, mm. you've got to consistently be on your A game, really. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll, Albion will go four two three one. I think they'll have Grzycki flying down one wing. I think they'll have Dean Garner flying down the other. Obviously, Pereira pulling the strings. Um, and I think they'll win the game. Fingers crossed they can do it. Give me give me a prediction and score prediction. I am going to say... No, we have, we, Huddersfield are going to have to score, aren't they? They're going to have to. So I'm going to say 3-1. Do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Preston win 1-0 this season. Ah, oh, don't, 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 don't. Let's see. Don't. An Albion win 4-1. And there are wild scenes of jubilation in people's homes across the black country. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't see Preston winning tonight. I can see it. I can see it. I've just got a feeling. I think everyone. I think. I think that feeling is out of pure hope, mate. If I'm honest. It is. It is. But I, I don't know if there's any team that's going to beat. I can just see an Alex Neil masterclass. I, I can see Preston drawing the game. <laughs> I can genuinely see Brentford having about 30 shots on goal and not scoring just because there'll be like bodies on the line. There'll be someone like some random like, you know, fullback just diving across and, and stopping one on the line. And I, I can just see it. Yeah, I'm buzzing for the game. But yeah, I think I think it'll be. If, I think either Brentford or Winner will be a draw. But, but I do think I've been on win, win Friday. Well, regardless, we're all pressed in this evening. Um, for those listening afterwards, you obviously know the result. Um, you know whether we're happy or not going into the game against Huddersfield. But um, unless you've got anything else to add, Joe, I think we're all done here. We're all wrapped up. Um, oh, haven't you got an announced a programme winner? Yes, I have picked um, a programme winner, Ian Dickinson, for his wonderful image of you um, in an Albion shirt slash morphing into Slavon Bilic, pointing out that you are literally in love with Albion so much that your lockdown look is essentially the Billich. Uh, no, Dan, Billich's look is the Luke Hatfield. <laughs> yeah, that's right, mate. That's <laughs> right. Billich is want, wants to look like you. Yeah, he's, he's, he saw one of our videos and he was like, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Slavon Billich, who is a, came third at the World Cup in 1998. Best mm-hmm. Croatian footballer of 1997. Best... Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever, in what, uh, multi millionaire, multi, yeah, multi, multi, multi millionaire, very, very rich man. Um, you probably saw me pulling up to the Hawthorns in my Ford Fiesta <laughs> and thought, that guy, that, is, yeah, that guy, that, that is the look, that's it, that's the look. Um, but he is right, you do look like Slavon Bilic's love child, so I just want Slavon Bilic to want mention it one time when, uh, back when I'm allowed back in the Hawthorns. <laughs> <laughs> you just want him to pause and look at you and think actually could it be to stop and think that he's looking in a mirror for a split could, second could it, could it be that uh, when he was uh, yeah just to clarify the picture wasn't me in an Albion shirt it was a picture of me in my regular shirt which he had doctored to look like an Albion shirt by the way and Billich was a lady, ladies man in his West Ham days did he, act, did he um, end up 
having a son he didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> my my dad is going to have words with you, mate. Claims like that. Um, all right, that just that just about does us on that bombshell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the bombshell, your slum village's son. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we. Oh no, that's too far. I was just thinking I could change my I could change my name on Twitter with that bet as well. Because um, you know that bet we've got going on where I'm going to have to change my picture when Albion go up, and you are going to have to change yours when when Villa stay up. Um, when not if. Um, I was thinking if I could change my name on Twitter as well to to like Luke Village or something. I think you should. The picture I want you to use is the picture of you with the flag. That you're using for your watch-alongs. No, I, I want someone to do like a really good Photoshop of like me celebrating as one of the players. No, no, I want to. You look like so funny with your flag, mate. You just look like a proper fan. I want a fan to to do a really good Photoshop of me as as like an Albion player. If you're going to do that, but if if no one does that, then I'll then I'll do it. I'll do it with the flag. I don't care. We'll put out a poll. You can. We'll put both pictures and. People yeah, but the someone needs to do the picture first. Yeah, well, if, some, if someone does it, I wouldn't do it if you're listening. Don't bother, because I think that flag thing's hilarious. No, do it, do it. Do a really good Photoshop of me as, like, an Albion player. Um, and then we'll vote on it and see which one he has to add. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So All right, only one campaign. Yeah, okay, that does us, that does us. Um, one hour, 20 minutes of Albion oh, chit-chat. As yeah. always, we, we go well over the hour mark. Um... Uh, as as always, if you if you liked it, then uh, give us a review on iTunes. It really does help us or any other podcast provider that you find us on. Um, but from me, from Joe, um, we're all going to be Preston fans for today. Uh, but we'll, we'll be hoping that Albion can pick up a massive three points against Huddersfield, and then you never know, it could be a promotion party next week. Um, but from me, from Joe, a fun farewell. 